Tell me if this sounds like you. You have a brilliant idea for a podcast, an idea that's refreshing in a sea of existing podcasts, but you don't know where to begin. Enter Buzzsprout. As a Buzzsprout user from my show's beginnings, I can tell you it has made podcasting easier. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major podcast platform, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You get detailed analytics to see how people are listening, audio players you can drop into other websites, and more. Buzzsprout is also passionate about helping you succeed. They publish new blog posts, YouTube videos, and podcast episodes every week so you can hear from podcasters who live and breathe podcasting. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, visit the link in our show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Hey, this is Madeline Mandry, and you're about to listen to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Pham. Thank you for tuning in to another conversation with the fellow creative. We hope you're enjoying these chats. And if you are, be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. My guest today is a singer-songwriter based in Nashville. She's currently studying at Belmont University. In August of 2020, she released her EP, From Midnight to Morning. We chat about her EP, what it's like learning the business side of the music industry, and she gives some wonderful advice to aspiring musicians. This is Madeline Mandry. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Madeline Mandry. Madeline, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) We're excited to have you here. Tell me the story of how you began in music. So growing up, my whole family was very musical, like my mom and dad and stuff. So they really got us into voice lessons when we were younger. But I really fell in love with it more like in high school. I started writing songs then about 15, 16 years old. And I really just fell in love with it. And I've stuck with it ever since. You talked about your parents getting you into voice lessons. How was your circle growing up? Were they super supportive of you pursuing music and writing music? Yeah, originally it just started out like as a hobby, just an extra activity after school. And we really just like, my parents were super supportive and they just, it started out as fun. And then I just took off from there. You're originally from Lubbock, Texas, but then you transitioned to Nashville. And how has Nashville shaped your musical growth? Yeah, moving from Lubbock to Nashville, I've just been able to really widen my horizon and see how much music is out here and just like how much talent. I feel like being surrounded by a lot of talented people, you just grow even more and you're just surrounded by all these people, super talented and just encourages you to be better. I love hearing that because it's what I dream of at some point. I'm right here. I'm in Oklahoma, actually. And so the dream is to go to L.A. someday. And so just being surrounded by creative people, it ignites a spark in you to be creative, to push yourself to grow as an artist. You know what I mean? So you're studying at Belmont University. How do you balance your studies and your musical pursuits? Yeah, it's definitely looked a lot different this semester with COVID and everything. We've been doing a lot of Zooms and everything. So it's been a bit of a transition just learning how to balance like doing music and doing my classes and figuring out because a lot of places still aren't open to go play at. 
So I've been doing a lot of writing and just learning songs in my apartment and stuff. Do you mind if I ask like what you're studying at Belmont? If, like, yeah. What's your major? So my major is actually songwriting. And then I have an emphasis in music business. Honestly, I think that's what a lot of us creatives wish we had whenever we were studying stuff because we focus on our trade, but we don't really get that business acumen. We don't really know like the business side of our industry. And so having that would be super helpful. Just understanding marketing or stuff like that is really important. Yes, for sure. It's super cool to be able to like go and learn about record deals and just like royalties and like all the different like aspects that most creatives don't get insight into it's really cool do you feel like that has helped you make you better as an artist having that kind of insider knowledge do you think that makes you a better artist oh yeah for sure I think a lot of times as a songwriter it's really easy to be focused on the creative aspect but there's a business aspect that's just as important and so it's really helped me to grow a lot so you recently released your EP, Midnight to Morning, which I loved, by the way. I think I've had it a loop all day long today, Aww. so I, I love it. And you you penned these original songs. So how did it feel putting a piece of your story out to the world? Yeah, I w- it's a mixed emotion. It's this feeling of excitement, but there's also a nerves aspect. Oh my gosh, is anyone going to like this? And it's super cool, though. It's being, it's, I spent a lot of time working on it, so for it to be out in the world, it's just it's like reaping a harvest. Like You're so excited to see the results of it. Yeah, because I know being in a creative process, you're so close to the project. Is all this hard work going to come to fruition? But then you just, as soon as you release it, you're like, it's out in the world. I can't do anything. They're just going to accept it the way it is. But yeah, I I personally, I was a huge fan of it. I love your records. It was great. It was great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So glad to hear that. (laughs) What was the hardest song to write on the record? The hardest song? Okay. I think the hardest song to write and produce was actually change your mind i spent months going back and forth on different decisions on it there's just so many little decisions in the process of recording and writing a song you're like should i do it this way that way and i was just getting opinions from different people trying to figure out where i wanted the song to land so i think that one was the hardest and by far, my favorite track would probably be mine because I, I relate to the subject Aww, matter. Oh, yeah. And what was the inspiration behind that song? Oh, okay. So it's funny. This song actually started out as a fast, like upbeat song. And that's how I originally wrote it. And so it's really, it's about me. I was in this relationship with this guy and I just had a lot of doubts. Does he actually, is he into this other girl and, or is he into me? And so I really just wrote (laughs) I wrote it about that and just about questioning, is this right? Is this what I'm feeling? Is it true? Is what you're feeling true? And so I get into the studio and I just told them, hey, I think I want to make this a slow ballad. And they were like, okay. And we just, we made it, we slowed it down. And yeah, then it turned it out the way it did. Just hearing your explanation, it hits hard, so much harder. Like, I was listening to it this morning and I'm like, I relate to the subject matter so freaking much. It's like what I'm going through right now. Woo! 
and just like hearing that you like turn it into a ballad, which I love, by the way. I think it speaks volumes to the meaning and the substance behind the song. I love that you turn it into a ballad because it would have been fine as like a upbeat kind of like dancey record. It would have been fine that way. But the fact that you slowed it down just so that way you can understand the lyrics a little bit more and just to hear the message behind the song. I'm like, yes, that's what I love about songwriting. Yes. Yeah, when I wrote it, I was just like, oh yeah, it's this fun song I'll play. And then I was like looking at the lyrics and I was like, I feel like I poured out my heart in this. It is very, it's sad. And so I just wanted to convey that in the production of the song. What's something often misunderstood about artists that you would like to clear up? Yeah. I guess (laughs) there's this, I feel like there's this idea that artists are just like, la 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 do whatever just go with the flow and I feel like to be an artist and to make it in this industry you have to work super hard and you have to just like really get put yourself out there so many times and you look at super successful artists and you're like whoa they're so successful their life must be so easy but I'm willing to bet that most of their success was after a lot of rejection. You get a, you get rejected so much as an artist, especially starting out. And so I think it's pushing past that rejection and is where you'll find success. I think you literally just like encapsulated what this whole show is about. That's a lot about the topic that we should cover on the show. I think that's the root of a lot of trauma for artists is that we get rejected a lot or society doubts us. They're like, you can't make this an actual career. And yet we're like, yes, we can. And that's the feel that drives us harder is, yes, you may say that we're not essential or you don't really need us, but we're going to prove you wrong. I was telling one of my previous guests during quarantine What saved a lot of people? How did they fill their time? Reading, listening to music, watching TV or movies or whatever. They consumed their time with art because they couldn't go anywhere. So art is essential. So yes, I'm like, yes, I love hearing that. That's what this show is about. Yes, yes. That's so funny because whenever the quarantine happened, I watched and like artists were like they were getting so many more streams and like views and everyone that's where everyone turned to and it's it's funny because that's like in a time of crisis everyone turned to the art and music (laughs) exactly a hundred percent exactly and that's what we do on the show is just to make people understand that creatives are valid. I want creatives, fellow creatives, to understand that it's not a silly dream. If they want this to be their pipe dream, go for it. Because if you hear your story, I love your story of how you started in Texas and now you're in Nashville doing the dang thing and you're going to like university. I love that because we love somebody who has like that roadmap. And I, I want to say that if Young was listening and they're like trying to figure out their roadmap, I, I want them to be like, hey, I can go to school and I also can pursue music at the same time. I want them to understand that that's a real possibility so uh, this conversation I'm just like getting all kind of vibes from it yes Yes, no that's what I want I was the girl like in middle school who was like there's no way I could ever do that and now looking back and being like oh gee like I am in Nashville and I'm like I'm studying music it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) so what's something that's not technical that musicians can do to grow as artists Okay, what do you mean by not technical? Do you mean... Not like in a vocal exercises kind of way or not something that they can like do to improve their voice, but I'm just meaning as an artist as a whole, what's something that they can do to just grow as an artist? Something that an action that they can take to grow as artists? I would say creatively, I would say aside from music or anything, 
journal and write down your thoughts because a lot of times I'll go back and um, I'll look through journals and stuff and I'll be like, okay, I wrote this down or whatever. And I'll take that and I'll write a song about something that I was going through months ago. And I'm like, if I wouldn't have written that down, I wouldn't have gotten it. And it like, it really helps me creatively because then I'm like, just putting it out on paper, it like brings, it just brings a new aspect to the creative side and then socially I would say grow your social medias by posting a lot doing stories I think that is something that's super competitive and hard and if you can get ahead in the game and get a lot of followers you are like one step there (laughs) great advice great advice especially in this age like your social media is your stock essentially like your resume your stock like that is who you are whenever you're presenting yourself as a creative. Yeah, for sure. And I, you love it and you hate it because it's just one of those things that's, man, this is so cool. Like literally my, my business is my Instagram followers, but at the same time, it's dang, my business is my Instagram followers. <laughs> so it is yes, a, definitely a love. Yeah. Definitely a love hate relationship. You're like, Oh, like, cause you want to grow your base, but at the same time, you don't want to feel that pressure of posting all the time and like what, worrying about what to post or is this a perfect caption? Is this a perfect hashtag for it? Like you have to worry about all those different things, but then you're just like, I just want to create art. So yeah, you yeah, know, it's totally a love hate relationship for sure. <laughs> why is music your creative language okay so I would say grew up surrounded by music and so I feel like it was just instilled in me like growing up and I just fell in love with it but also it's I feel like it's the way that I process life it's just whatever I'm going through I'm probably listening to like you said like it hits close to home and I think that just helps it helps you process whether it's like a super happy day you're probably gonna listen to happy music or you're going through something hard you'll listen to sad songs like mine so yeah no totally I I definitely relate to that on my Spotify there's so many different playlists for my mood if I'm like feeling sassy one day I'll listen to like my heels playlist where it's like a bunch of like sassy songs or if like I'm like deep in my feel I literally have a playlist that is made for crying if I'm in my feels I have a playlist made for crying so yes music is a way to communicate our emotions definitely there is truth behind that whether we're people like you are writing it or whether it's people like us who are consuming it and we're like oh my god the boy broke up with me and this song is speaking about what's going on in my life right now totally is essentially like why we're huge music consumers as a society because it speaks the language of our soul yeah for sure i 100 percent relate to that that's just I, I all my friends the same way make playlists for the crying or the happy times for sure so I can't believe we're here. We're at the final question that I have for you. So my last question for you is what advice would you give to fellow creatives out there? I would just say trust your gut when it comes to making decisions creatively because normally your gut is right. And a lot of times if you don't go with your gut, you'll regret it later. And then I would say really go for it. And if you fail and you can try again, because a lot of times I'm like, oh no, if this doesn't work out, what am I going to do? And I'm like, why am I so stressed about what ifs? Because I don't even know, like it could work out. And if I don't try, I'll never know. So I would just say, go for it and find yourself people who are going to support you in that and just 
lean into them and ask them for advice. And yeah. I love it. Great advice. So Madeline, where can people find you on social media? Yeah. Your music. Yeah. You can follow me on um, Instagram or Facebook and under Madeline Mangery. And yeah, and then on Spotify, you can find me up Apple Music, SoundCloud, it's all Madeline Mandry. And so, yeah. Fantastic. Madeline, thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Special thanks to Madeline for being today's guest. What I took away from our chat is just how important it is to know the business side of music. A lot of creatives focus a lot of their energy on the creative aspect, yet we don't ground ourselves with the insider business knowledge that we need to and that kind of protects ourselves whenever we deal with things like contracts or deals any sort of business aspect i feel like we should be knowledge and well-versed in as well to learn more about madeline visit the link in the show notes Pop Nerd Lounge is a two-man operation, rather I should say two-women operation. It is executive produced by Steph Pham and V. Co. V. Co. serves as the show's creative director, and Steph Pham is the show's host and editor. You can find us on social media at Pop Nerd Lounge. For an easy, convenient hub of everything Pop Nerd Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week. Tune in next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm Steph Pham.